0: Hey yo guys what is good welcome back to the flow show pod where a Florida man covers all things baseball in the flow you already know happy to be back here in the booth with you guys or I guess in the studio if you will today is minor league news day not a ton to talk about not too many crazy news reports at all. As uh, we're going to go real quick through the Florida schedule for minor league baseball up this week. We'll also talk about the standings for our two non-Low A Southeast League teams. Plus our standings for the Low A Southeast League. We'll talk about fans and that's definitely been a hot topic. So we'll definitely talk about that on the show. And we'll finish off by talking about the Jeter documentary that's going to be coming out in 2022. And we're also going to talk about Thursday. I got some kind of neat news we'll share with you guys on Thursday, and we'll be uh, excited to be about this, so I'm pretty pumped for this kind of little thing that we'll be doing on Thursday. should be pretty fun, and hopefully we'll be able to get to do more on the, I guess you would say, app that we're going to be using. So hopefully we'll be able to use this app more and do some different things with it, and uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show, that'll be kind of our last thing, and we'll kind of wrap things up at the end. So, we'll begin off to begin the show. We'll talk about the Florida schedule for this week. Obviously, every team playing their six-game series. Mostly, everybody had a day off other than the West Coast teams. Everybody in the, I believe it would be the Pacific Coast League or the low Triple A West League, whatever you want to call it. All those teams, they all played yesterday or a handful of them played yesterday. So... They actually don't get the day off on Mondays. However, for pretty much the remainder of minor league baseball, they do get the day off on Monday. So kind of nice for a lot of these teams. But let's go through real quick. We'll begin in the AAA level. Our Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp will take on be taking on the North Folk Tides as that game will kick off a six-game set up to Sunday. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp obviously, are with the Miami Marlins organization. North is with the Baltimore Orioles organization, so it should be an interesting game there. Jacksonville just played the Durham Bulls, who have been very hot. I mean, they have a very good lineup, very good team. They're going to be definitely a scary team to watch out for this season, especially with guys like Wander Franco and uh, many other players on that roster. Brent Honeywell, another great example of how good this roster is. So again, Jacksonville and North Polk will kick off a series in North Polk, Virginia. Starting tonight, we have in the AA level, we got the Rocket City Trash Pandas, one of the best names, by the way, in minor league baseball, taking on the Pensacola Blue Wahoos in Pensacola. Very nice stadium, by the way, up there in Pensacola. But anyways, They will be taking on them starting a six-game series tonight. So that will begin their series against Rocket City. Then we go into the low-A Southeast League. Obviously, pretty much the Florida State League. Jupiter will head over to Daytona or head up to Daytona to take on the Tortugas. Lakeland and Bradenton will be kicking off a six-game set tonight in Bradenton. St. Lucie will be taking on the Palm Beach Cardinals. And uh, if you guys don't know, Palm Beach, I believe every Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, They're not open to the public. We'll see if that changes with some of the new rules that have came out and some of the new, you know, things that have came out for fans. Again, we'll talk about that later in the podcast. Um, But, yeah, St. Lucie taking on the Palm Beach Cardinals. And that will be at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Fort Myers heads up to Tampa to take on the Tampa Tarpons after just playing the Clearwater Threshers. Clearwater went all the way down to Fort Myers. Fort Myers now has to come all the way up to Tampa to take on the Tampa Tarpons in Tampa. Steinbrenner Field and the Dunedin Blue Jays, who just finished off a series in Clearwater. They will stay in Clearwater. However, this time around, they will be the road team as they will take on the Clearwater Threshers, unlike in their last series where they were playing the Bradenton Marauders. So, that is again your schedule. Uh, beginning from the Triple A Jacksonville North Double A Rock, Rocket City, and Pensacola. As for the Louis Southeast League, Jupiter Daytona, Lakeland at Bradenton, St. Lucie at Palm Beach, Fort Myers at Tampa, and Dunedin at Clearwater. Looking at the standings now, we'll take a look here real quick. And for Jacksonville, they are eight and four in second place in the East Division in their division, or I guess the East Conference. I don't even know what you want to call it, International League, whatever. They are in second in their division. So a good start for them so far in the year. Pensacola, they're 6 and 6. However, they are first in their division, so pretty good start for them. In the Louie Southeast League in the West Division, we have the St. Lucie Mets who are currently at 8 and 4 sitting on top of that division. The Daytona Tortugas, they are 6 and 6. They pl- are sitting at second place. Jupiter's at 5 and 7 with Palm Beach. So both of the Roger Dean squads at the bottom of the West Division both at 5 and 7. Still not too bad, still pretty Pretty, um, you know, manageable. You could still get up to 500 easily. You get two wins and you're right there. So... We'll go now to the East Division. The Tampa Tarpons have been killing it. They are 9 and 3 up to this point on the season. Bradenton just over 500, they're 7 and 5. Clearwater and Fort Myers are 3 and 4 in that order. They're both 6 and 6. Lakeland's at 5 and 7 and Dunedin is the worst team in the league. They are 3 and 9. So that is your standings for the Lowy Southeast League, your standings for Jacksonville and your standings for Pensacola. Now we get into the fans, obviously, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show. We were going to talk a little bit about a lot of the news that has been broken. If you guys have not heard, obviously, the CDC has said we do not have to. It is not required to wear masks if you are fully vaccinated. But anyways, a lot of stadiums with a lot of this news that has been broken where the mask rules are being a little bit you know, taken away, we uh, are going to be. Having a little bit of changes with some stadiums. And this is very exciting. Obviously some stadiums have already announced. That they will be doing full capacity. Which is very awesome. Pittsburgh I just re- saw online. They will be opening up full capacity by July 1st. As for a lot of stadiums. are now not requiring masks. You know you don't have to wear them. If you're in the stadium. And if you're walking around the concourse. Um, it, it, does, it Now again a lot of this does vary. With the you know capacities. And the mask and stuff. I guess it would depend. But. By the CDC, you're all good. So, how will this affect minor league teams? Now, for minor league teams, they've been hit pretty hard, obviously, early these last couple of years. Obviously, let's take it back to 2019, especially in the Low A Southeast League. Take it back to 2019, Low A Southeast League. They about to get to the championship. They were the Florida State League before the being called the Low A Southeast League. We get to the championship, right? We're getting almost there. We're final week of the season. We have a hurricane getting hit. They have to cancel the entire playoffs. We have no playoffs. Pretty much the season's awash. No championship crown. Well, next year, obviously, we have all this stuff going on with COVID and everything. And the season gets canceled again. So we have no season at all. No, no at all. No season whatsoever. This year, we have no playoffs. Um, and now, we, uh, again, limited capacity. So these teams are making as much money as they would hope. But now with a lot of this, you know, them kind of pulling the way back a lot of the restrictions, this is really cool news because minor league baseball teams will probably start making more money now, and they are allowed to have more fans in, and we're going to see full capacities, I imagine, by July. I really do believe that. I think every stadium will be full capacity, maybe maybe even earlier than that. But by July, I imagine every team will be full capacity. That is my guess. And this is huge for minor league baseball because minor league baseball could and a lot of these teams especially you know teams in the low A level and I would even say Pensacola as well Jacksonville yeah you may you may be fine with Jacksonville just because you're at the Triple A level a little bit more backing um with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp since they're right a, right below the actual you know main level which is the major leagues um this is going to be huge for minor league baseball this is this is exciting news for minor league baseball again This is going to be huge for revenue, you know, huge for the the area. Um, It's great for fans. If you're a fan, you've got to be excited. I mean, if you haven't been able to go into a minor league game yet, this is now your chance. I mean, you got the full stadium. So uh, this is exciting, and there's a lot of things, too. A few things I had read as well is they're going to start allowing... People out on the field for first pitches, national anthem, people will be allowed to be out there, people who are doing the in-game, you know, an in-game contest, you can go out onto the field, they'll be able to do it, they'll have a little bit more leeway, if you will, on, you know, who's allowed on the field and such, so how is that going to also change for media? It's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see media start being able to be a little bit closer to the players again, Um, I'm not sure how close, but. Hopefully, this is an opportunity for guys like me who like to be interviewing the players in person, getting to meet these guys, getting to see how their you know personality is and such. Because I think it is huge. Because over if you do it over Zoom and especially too on interviews, you see a lot of times you don't get your full their full personality. And I feel like if you do it in person, and you get to really interact, you get to introduce yourself, you know, kind of tell them what you do and everything. You kind of get more of a good personality out of them, especially if he, they think you're like they like you, like they they're a likable person. You know what I mean? So I think this is really cool. I'm again hoping that they'll start allowing us to be able to do interviews in person. If not, again, I'm still going to do everything. I'll still do stuff over Zoom and you know get interviews out and such. Um, and I do have some interviews lined up or trying to get lined up. Again, it's been very tough. I'm um, talked to the Daytona Tortugas media person. We might get a player on from the Tortugas team. We might get Craig Worszczko on, who is. Uh, one of the G- He's his GM of the Bradenton Marauders. We've talked to him for a while. We've talked about getting that all situated. So a lot of exciting stuff coming on the way for us here on the flow show pod. Again, a lot of cool things coming up. Again, a lot of, you know, ideas. Different, you know, things we want to try and incorporate. Get kind of more involved. And really get the brand out there because I think that's what's huge is get this brand out here, get the rebrand out there, and uh, really just kind of go you know full out on it. But uh, again, really exciting to now see that you know stadiums are gonna be at full capacity. We're not gonna be requiring masks. I mean, there's a lot of positives here going forward um and again this will be great for minor league baseball this is really huge especially for a lot of these lower end teams who could really use the money who could use the revenue to really boost back their team again because again last season these minor league teams didn't have much to do last year they didn't have much revenue and this is going to be huge for a lot of these minor league teams and even even the minor league teams even for a lot of these rebranded draft league teams or even though you know um what is it even the independent league teams and such this is going to be a huge year and i'm excited to see where this leads to i'm this is really uh good news coming from major league baseball and their company and their group and organization so very exciting so we'll now get into our next topic on the show uh we we did say we're going to talk about this the six part jeter documentary this is exciting man i'm actually really pumped about this so there's gonna be a six-part documentary. I'm not sure when the scheduling is gonna be. Uh, obviously, this is not gonna be out till 2022. If you haven't read, Derek Jeter will have his own documentary. It's gonna be called "The Captain." I'm very excited about this. This is gonna be a. I, I really think this could be a very good documentary. Um, because the thing about Jeter is, is he's not. I would say very well known behind the scenes, if you will. Like, I mean. Like we all know him as a very lovable player, and we all know him as a guy who was very passionate about what he did. He was a heck of a ball player, obviously. I mean, Hall of Famer, you know, now the owner of the Miami Marlins. Um I really think this could be a very, very good series. I think I don't know if it'll be as good as the Michael Jordan series, but I do think this could be a very, very good series. And not only that is Derek Jeter did leave a lasting legacy on Major League Baseball. If you really think about it, Derek Jeter, was probably the last majorly branded player in a while. I mean, really. I mean, if you really think about it, maybe I would say right now the second best branded player right now, or like right now the best branded player who's, you know, well-known at least or getting out there is maybe, man, maybe Tatis just with all the you know media hype, all the stuff that he's been on. He's on a Gatorade commercial. I mean, Jeter was literally the last big branded ball player that we had who had, a, like, if, if honestly, if you go up to a lot of, like, 100 people, I would say about 90% of them know who Derek Jeter is. I mean, Derek Jeter just left that imprint on a lot of baseball fans and on not only that, the pretty much the world. I mean, he was a great player, and... He did a lot, and he, again, he was w- branded with Jordan. Jordan had a great, you know, connection with Jeter, and he still is good at connections with uh, Jordan and their brand. So, and that would be really cool if they can get Michael Jordan on this and you know talk about Jeter and his connection with them. I think that could be really cool because obviously, um, if you guys don't know, the producers are from The Last Dance. They f- they created The Last Dance. They were part of that whole work, and obviously, we all know that was one of the better, be- probably one of the best documentaries maybe ever made it was a very really really good documentary very interesting to you know read about that but um I'm excited man this Jeter documentary I think could be really good I'm excited to see where this goes um you know I'm hoping that they talk about maybe his minor league career you know talk about his time maybe with the Tampa Yankees you know really and capitalize his entire I mean obviously life story and obviously I would love to see some of his minor league talks you know I want to see you know, what he was like in the minor leagues, and then maybe how he transitioned into the major leagues, and I want to see if there's any, you know, juicy information that we didn't know about Derek Jeter. I think this could be a very, very fun documentary. I'm very excited about this one. Another one I'm also excited about this, I really won't talk in too much, but it is a very good documentary I'm excited to watch is Drew Robinson, if you guys don't know. He's a guy who's been playing with one eye. Um, it's a little bit of a graphic story, we won't bring it up, but uh, definitely that documentary is gonna be really good that's on the it's gonna be an e- e60 that'll be coming out here in uh I believe a few weeks so that's gonna be an exciting documentary as well but I'm really I'm really excited to see how this Jeter documentary turns out I think it can be a very interesting documentary and I'm also excited to see too if they involve him buying the Marlins you know what that process was like you know really ch- going from a different you know, ownership group to then his ownership group, and now, you know, changing things and really changing the landscape of that ball club. I'm excited to see where they go with this documentary. I mean, obviously, it's gonna be mostly about his playing career, I imagine, and about, you know, him off the field, his relationships. I would like to see his relationship with A-Rod, what that was like. There's a lot of fun stuff that could be talked about in this documentary. I'm really pumped about it. Again, it's a six-part documentary. It'll be released next year on ESPN in 2022. I imagine it will probably be like the Michael Jordan documentary. Every, you know, Sunday night they'll have it aired, you know, maybe, or, you know, every Sunday afternoon. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I imagine it's going to be like every Sunday night, maybe right before baseball season. be great to do it before spring training. I think that would be the perfect time to do it, you know, give the – Because if you really think about it, there's not much going on during the spring training season, but then once you get to April, you have Sunday Night Baseball, that might be a scheduling conflict. So I think that having this right before spring training, get everybody hyped for like opening day and stuff, and have this Jeter documentary put out will be really, really good. I'm excited for this, man. That's going to be a really fun documentary, and again, very excited to see what that brings to the table, and we'll kind of maybe compare it to The Last Dance when it comes out next year in 2022. Finally, we'll talk and close things out here about our broadcasting. So we have kind of partnered a little bit with ColorCast. And on ColorCast, we're going to be announcing games, minor league games. This is kind of cool actually. So I'm not associ I'm not doing this with the you know via the Brayden Tim Marauders or the Lakeland Flying Tigers. What I'm gonna be doing is on Colorcast, which is very much like Sportscaster, it's like a Twitch for broadcasters almost in a sense. I am going to be broadcasting the Lakeland Flying Tigers Brayden Tim Marauders game on 520, which is this Thursday. Now the game starts at 6:05. I will be on. I will do a broadcast. We'll call the game. I'll have my, you know, monitor in front of me watching the game. I'm very, very pumped about this. This is going to be really exciting. Again, we got the Lakeland Flying Tigers, who are, as I mentioned, are five and seven. Bradenton right now is at seven and five. They play on Thursday, which will be the third game in the series. So this is pretty cool. I'm excited to get to try out this, you know, app. Try out this platform. See what this platform brings, and I'm um, excited to hopefully get some of you guys to join in, comment, con- you know, have fun. And if this goes well maybe we'll hope to do more of these. I mean, we have there's two other teams that also broadcast games. We could do Jumbo Shrimp games, we could do Blue Wahoos games, we could do more Bradenton games. Heck, even if we wanted to, we could call another minor league game like uh, outside of the state of Florida and not really make it all about the Florida teams. But I'm really excited. This is going to be really cool again. 520 game starts at 605. I'll probably be on maybe about 5 10 minutes beforehand, maybe do like a little pregame if I'm able to, again, I don't know how this whole app works. We're going to really figure it out, kind of. We're all going to go into it pretty much blindly. So we're going to see how this all works, but I'm excited to get to try out that uh, ColorCast app. I actually have been talking to them, and their marketing people, so that's really cool. I got a little graphic that I'll use and post it around and stuff. So I'm pretty pumped about that. That should be really fun. Again, that will be on 5:20 May 20th. At 6.05 p.m. Eastern Time. Not sure if a pitcher has been announced yet for that game, but I will let you guys know in advance what's going to be happening. Again, how that's all going to work. That should be very, very fun. So that is pretty much all I got for you guys today. That's why I'm going to wrap things up. Again, we talked about... The schedule for this week, we talked about some of the standings heading into the six-game series, the third six-game series of the season for all these teams. We talked about the fans, a lot of the, you know, allowing more fans in. Really exciting news there, really pumped about that, especially because I'm going to Houston in July, and I'll definitely be going to an Astros game when I'm there. They are playing the Yankees. Again, I'm not an Astros or Yankees fan. I'm a baseball fan in general, though I I prefer the Philadelphia Phillies if I were to pick a team. Anyways, um, but, yeah, we talked about the fans, we talked about the Jeter documentary, and then we just finished off here just this minute ago talking about broadcasting the Lakeland and Bradenton game on Thursday. So very excited about that. Again, that's pretty much all I got for you. We appreciate you jumping on the show. Thanks to all of our sponsors, like Pick Drafts, Officials Depot, and uh, Seat Bum, all of them. Thanks for sponsoring the show. It's been great to work with all of them and their crews. Um, again, you know, this week for, you know, upcoming tonight, I'm going down to Clearwater. I'm going to see the Clearwater Threshers and the and Blue Jays. So I will see the first game of that series. I know a few people on the Blue Jays team. Uh, Hernandez, follow me. If you guys don't know, I said that in Sunday's episode. Royther Hernandez, follow me on Instagram. Thank you, Hernandez. And uh, Matt Young. I've interviewed Matt Young already on the show. I would like to at least say hi to him, hopefully, um, after the game, maybe, or something in that nature. So, again, excited for all that. Tonight should be fun. And the week ahead, nothing much. Next week, I might be going down to Clearwater again because next week's the start of the AAC Championship. I would like to cover that a little bit. Maybe next week's show, next Tuesday, won't be much of a minor league, but it'll be more of a collegiate show than it will be a minor league. We still will add minor league into it. As Again, really, Tuesday's show is kind of based for minor league baseball, collegiate baseball, you know, The U18 World Cup, we'll talk about that as well as the, you know, months progress and we get closer to that. So, again, very exciting to have that here in Bradenton. I'll definitely be going to that when the media passes come out. I'll try and apply for those. So, anyways, guys, that is it. My name is Dylan. Always great to be on the show. We'll see you guys on Thursday for our Major League Podcast, and then we'll be back on Sunday for the Game of the Week Podcast. So, appreciate everyone joining us. Peace out, guys. We'll see you in our next podcast on Thursdays. See you later.